0: sir
1: it's good oh it's quite uh quite nice i'd like some snow though
0: yeah now you're wearing a hat today how's that going it's uh just uh just about eight weeks and four days not that i'm counting now no but you didn't it get to, you got time off yeah, for yeah. good behavior down
1: to uh it's down to three months okay. i mean
0: three months total but that's still eight weeks yeah, yeah. So, left. so on the scale of it, I don't want I won't, I won't go on long with this because I can tell by your face that you're irritated by the questioning, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, on the scale of things that, that you have done in your life that you wish you had not done, where is this? Oh, it might be at the top. Like I'm trying to think like everybody makes
1: dumb decisions, but this was, this was self inflicted for no reason. Yeah. There was zero gain to be had when I'm when I made it like that's that's what's hilarious about it it's um can't be mad at anyone else like there's no one else to be mad oh geez I really lost a tough one no you idiot you didn't like no one even mentioned it to you you just did it yourself so yeah I would honestly when I look back and you know maybe the time like I and I didn't even think about it but uh, I ran a stop sign when I was younger got in a car accident I don't remember like it was not conscious decision to do it yeah so that would be the closest thing I could think of but even that I don't remember making the decision to do it, so that would probably be less idiotic than this.
0: But I have a theory about this, and I go—I used to tell Bob this all the time. I'd say, you know, be wrong on a trivia question because I think it endears you to people that you're doing this. I'm serious because tendency is when somebody's on the air, then they become an authority figure, and that there's a sense of okay, this person really knows their stuff. If you have a, if you have something that makes you, you, you. Uh, less than perfect people like that oh maybe but i I think i'm less than perfect in a lot of ways i didn't
1: have to uh grow it out but (laughs) well let's uh, review those what are they jason (laughs) no there's uh, there's many yes um uh patience would be top of the list for sure well um but yeah you know what it's uh it it does give a lot of laughs to people i like um you know um when i do the show i don't wear a hat but uh, obviously when i'm out to games or certain places but now everybody's just like can i see it so, yeah, you, know. you should charge charging. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should. Yeah, but it's uh, it is funny, um, in one sense. But I can tell you, it's just, and there'll be days when I forget, and then all of a sudden I walk by the mirror and I'm just like, God, that's <laughs> that's where it's tough.
0: <laughs> so, and I'm not gonna laugh anymore. Let's talk about the others. We talked on Friday about them. when Jerome
1: and just walked by. No joke. Really? No, they're here in town. I talked. So to is the he
0: like he could still play? Like he looks. Last time I saw him, he looked fantastic.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he could still play. He, no. he definitely dominated men's league, but um, mm-hmm. no, they—he's uh, in town. It's hockey team. I think they, did, they had a big uh, um, tournament. I ran into him at the Old Kings game. By the way, I know you watch prospects, but uh, Lidstrom mm-hmm. from Medicine Hat, Al. Yeah, Good. why more people aren't talking about this kid yeah. is beyond me. He is a—he is six foot three. He's 215 pounds. He is mean. He can skate. He's got an absolute bomb of a shot. Like, this is a guy. Like, I know there was lots to talk about Bedard and everything, but I'm telling you, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Bedard, but I'm telling you, anybody out there who is a prospects person should be watching Lidstrom in Medicine Hat. He is worth the price of admission. Within the first two shifts, we're sitting there with, with some of the kids on my team and some of my coaches, and they're just, who's that 28 kid? No. Right, he's that noticeable, and he is an impressive player.
0: I love junior hockey because you get that—you get these stunning talents, and they just stand out that much more yeah. when they're developed at that point.
1: Like he's everything. Like when you're that big and you're that, like he's sick. And I was bugging Jerome. I was talking to him about him, and just, he's like, he goes, "Yeah, I was never that big. No. Like Jerome was never 6'3", 215, and he can fly, and he's mean. He's in there. He's sticking guys, and and then he anybody who, who was at the game saw his goal." And just, he is a player. Yeah. And, uh,
0: was he draft eligible this year?
1: This year, yeah. He's okay. just 17, right? Like, um, he's, uh, it's his second year in the league. Allie's got, what is he? I think he's got 25, 24 goals in 28 games. Like, he is a player. And I'm surprised there hasn't been more talk. And, and even for me, I was just like, Gregor, what are you doing? So I'm like, yeah, I'll be following him a lot closer. But man, when you get to watch certain players live, yeah, it really yeah. changes your opinion on them and, and really enforces how good they are.
0: So, Speaking of watching players live, Pickard. I mean, I thought that was a really interesting game for him to play number one. I, I think he'd earned a start, and he got it, and he played well. What are we, what what are we thinking about this guy now? Like, how far does this go?
1: That's one game. I don't, I don't put too much stock in it. Uh, look at like he had seven shots for the first thirty minutes. Like in the third period, New Jersey pushed. Edmonton was sitting back a little bit, but you know, give the orders credit. Like, look at this weekend's games against Minnesota, New Jersey. And like New Jersey in the third period had a big push, but the first five periods of the weekend, the goalies in Edmonton didn't face a lot of rubber. No, and so that, that's a good sign. And and what you want for your backup, the uh, the decision to start. And we had talked about it last week. Like we made, you could make the argument that it's as close as you can get to a back to back without because it's an afternoon game, right? Yeah, so that's true. It's a little bit less no. time for Skinner. Um, he had played a lot, and so sometimes. If you only play your backup against the worst teams in the league, you know what? Sometimes maybe it's like, hey, guys, we're playing against New Jersey. A, we have confidence in you, Calvin, that you can give us a good performance. like New Jersey came in now, fourth high-scoring team in the league, best power play in the league, and the Orders shut them down. Yep. like They had two scoring chances, high-danger chances in the first 40 minutes, and their power play went 0 for 4, and the Orders did such a great job. How many times, uh, Fogle and Brown, did they stop Jack Hughes from wheeling in the neutral zone? Um, you know, Vinny DeHarnay, some huge block. Their, their penalty kill right now, Alan, I crunched all the numbers. The biggest difference on their penalty kill is continuity. Yeah. The, uh, the They used to rotate in f- under Woodcroft five defensemen because yeah. I was looking at the minutes played per mm-hmm. game, yeah. and you had Nurse and CeCe, but you had Kulak. And he was in there basically the same as DeHarnay and Klefbom, and, and DeHarnay talked about how now him and Klefbom they know they play together every Everyone. Kulak and Deharnay play every five to five shift together for the most part, right? right? Right. And you'll get Kulak in if one of the top four guys is. You, know, you on mean Ekholm,
0: not Klaffbaum, right?
1: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Did I yeah. say Klaffbaum? Yeah. Ekholm. Ah, uh, oh, sweet guys. They're yeah, they're
0: tall guys. But,
1: uh, and then you look at the forwards. Yanmark, um, Warren Fogel, for whatever reason, Alan, you and I have talked about this. In Carolina, he was a really good penalty killer. For whatever reason, Jay Woodcroft didn't use him as a penalty killer, hardly ever. No. And even this year, he played 19 seconds a game on the penalty kill. Now he's up to over a minute in a bit, and him and McLeod are a duo. You have Ryan and and, uh, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Derek Ryan, and then you have Brown and Yanmark, and that's what you run now. McDavid and Dry Drysaddle gets a little bit because obviously certain face offs sure, but not nearly as much, no, right. And Kane's down, McDavid's down, and I think it's great. Yeah, I don't I agree. need my three best forwards on the penalty kill very often. I know Nugent Hopkins is there. Okay, that's fine. You can have one. Other teams do it, but. I think that's been the biggest difference on their penalty killers. There's much more continuity in where they're going.
0: And and it, you know, when you're when you're dealing with guys who play twenty four minutes a night, not having them on the PK for fifty seconds or a minute is a good idea, I think. Um let's talk about that defense because we can all say by the eye test, like I Deharnay, he looks so much more he's got calm feet and he's great with the puck just
1: i was watching yesterday and every time vincent deharney had the puck before it used to be like oh he'd get it shoot it away it's up the boards and the now he's he's taking pass he's picking it up off his backhand, forehand boom up ice right in the in the offensive zone instead of just dumping into the corner like he used to in the first 10 15 games of the year now he's like oh i look up oh i'm not just gonna dump into the corner now i go across to kulak or i make a play down low like yeah it's it's night and day difference when you start to make plays with the puck. And when you're six foot seven and now you you got a wingspan like the human crane, so you're just out there uh, catching anybody that comes down your wing, he becomes a real formidable player. And and he's he's very still inexperienced now. Like he yeah. hasn't even played 70 NHL games no, yet. No, he hasn't. Like you're right. he's 27 years of age. And you look at Yanni Hawkenpaw and you say, Convincent DeHarnay, and Hawkenpaw is now 31. Mm hmm. But he came in. Look at when he came in. Look at their trajectory. He is a top four defenseman in Dallas. You could have Vincent Deharnay be the guy who eventually pushes out Cody Ceci. because Cody Ceci doesn't bring you a lot of offense. No. He kills penalties and he's defensive. Well, that's what Deharnay is, but he's six foot seven, right? And he brings a little bit more of a physical element to the game. And, you know, this is a guy who, like we talk about draft orders oh, need to. Well, there's a diamond in the rough. He's a seventh round selection. Yeah. And no they didn't ever even sign about. him
0: to an NHL deal until later.
1: Yeah. So, no, it's he, he is... If, if this is his progression, and big guys like that, Al, it becomes such an advantage because he's mean enough. Right? Like, he's mean oh, out yeah. there. Right? Yeah, he He'll is. fight you if you... So he brings elements to your game. But if he's just a penalty killer and a solid five-on-five five guy... Because if you're on the penalty kill and you can play against the other team's best players, eventually you're like, well, this guy can play five-on-five five against
0: him. What's yep. the difference? Yep, exactly. And it's, you know, the the... Um, we're going to talk about Campbell in a minute, but but having Broberg playing in the minors, because he would play, I think Broberg would play if there was an injury, but playing all the time in the minors for Broberg is Way the best better. possible thing. Let Gleason stay here. When Gleason gets rusty, bring up Hoffenmeyer and let him sit. These six guys are playing well together. There's no reason to pull anybody out.
1: Oh, no chance. Even if Broberg was here, it wouldn't make any sense to do it, and that's why it made sense to send him down there. And I, I, I understand there's a lot of, you know, people talk about busts, and I always chuckle about busts. I'm like... You know what? It's He's only was drafted four years. four summers ago. It's coming up. It'll be five yeah. this year. Right? Yeah. And if you look, that's still not very long. No. And Philip Broberg, the best thing for him and the organization, Al, is if Broberg goes down there, he's playing 20, 22 minutes a night. He's playing every situation. Now his confidence grows. Right? Plus, he gets better by playing. I don't care. Yeah. Even if it's the American League, it's better than playing seven minutes a night every how many games in the NHL. That even if he doesn't play another game this season, Al, if he dominates – In the American League, you can say, okay, this guy's now ready for the NHL. We'll make a spot for him in the summertime.
0: Yeah, it's that
1: easy? You don't need to see. It would be nice, but you don't need to see him. Now, the odds would tell you eventually there'll be an nagging injury here or there for somebody on the back end. And when there is, I I would guess. Now, if it happened next game and if it's only a one-gamer, I might just play Gleason for a game because it's one game, Yeah, right? But uh, other than that, I think, you know, and on the road trip, it's probably Gleason because to get Broberg all the way out there, you don't really have a lot of time to do it. So I think this is actually a good scenario when you think big picture for the orders, because right now they don't need Broberg. On no, they the don't.
0: End. They don't. And so I want to ask you about Jack Campbell because there was talk of him being recalled um, maybe for the road trip. Um, Pickard has sort of I don't know if he's reset things, but but do you think Campbell's recall is imminent, or do you think they might be a little little less likely to do it now?
1: Well, I look at it. I think Stuart Skinner can probably play the three games at home this week. Mm-hmm. I, I think Stuart Skinner probably plays the next four. And then if it was me, I would play my backup against the Islanders because they play. I think they play the Devils, the Islanders, the Rangers, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So I would have Skinner play Chicago, Florida, Tampa, and um, the Devils. And then I would play the backup against the rain against the Islanders sure right and have Stuart Skinner against the Rangers just me but they might go the opposite way who knows no right there, there's arguments to made, made either way so if you don't call up Jack Campbell by the time you leave on the trip you're not calling him up right so you know again this past weekend allowed four goals there's I think you're at the point now where I understand the finances of Jack Campbell and the minors. but there's two things at play here Calvin Picker deserves another start now Yes, he does. It's about earning your spot. His play says, hey, this guy, I don't think Jack Campbell comes up before Christmas, would be my guess now, because I don't see any way- reason why you'd say, well, I guess we got to call Jack up so he can play that game in New York. And meanwhile, you're like, well, Calvin Pickard just played really well for us. So, no, I think you're going to play Pickard then. And the other thing, Al, here is that eventually this becomes, we can't just keep force-feeding Jack Campbell minutes in the American League. If Olivier Rodriguez outplaying out playing him in the American League, guess what? Yeah, he should play. Then he's got to play more. You bet. You so bet that point. that to me is like like Jack Campbell. It I get that he what he gets paid at some point. It's like guess what, Jack? We're going to play you in the American League, but you're going to have to play really well for a long time, and you're going to have to earn a recall. And if Olivier Rodrigue starts out playing you in the minors, well, guess what?
0: He's the next call. Hundred yeah. percent. So what would you do with Connor Brown, and where would you play when Dylan Holloway? Where would you play Dylan Holloway when he comes back?
1: Well, Dylan Holloway doesn't really play the right wing. So I think his first few games for Dylan Holloway. Now, I wonder if... if, Now, they can't really put him on a conditioning stint because they don't have any room, right? So that's for anybody who's going to ask. If you're on a conditioning stint, you count on the roster. Yes. So the only way the orders could do that... Well, they could do it, Al, is if they sent um, Ernie or... or, Gleason,
0: maybe? No, no, no. You
1: could send Ernie or Gagne, one of them down, with Holloway. Gotcha. Oh, no, that wouldn't work. You'd have to send... Because right now they have 13 forwards on the roster. So if, if you had Holloway on the roster, yeah, he could be down in the minor. So you could send two forwards down. You could send Ernie and Holloway on a conditioning stint, and then you just keep going. That might make sense, right. depending on timeline for, uh, for Holloway. Like I know they said they're hoping maybe before Christmas break. I'd be surprised, but yeah. we'll see. Well, they're
0: winning. There's no reason to hurry him yeah. back.
1: Yeah, and there's no reason to rush anybody back, yeah. right? And then second of all, I'd probably start him on left wing. Because he's a natural left winger on the fourth line, but yeah, like like Connor Brown couldn't score. But the, here's the thing: like Connor Brown's really helping your penalty kill. There's no mm-hmm. arguing there; he's helping your penalty kill. Yeah. Um. He hit the goal post in a game against was it Winnipeg or two games ago, whichever yeah. it was. Then he had the goal call back. Now, granted, it came from me; yeah, it wasn't anything special, but still, called
0: back. You want you know if he can score that way? Yeah. You if you score that
1: him. way, yeah. great. But it's yeah. it is obviously like I do think if Brown once he scores once. It'll like it'll be a massive relief. Ryan McLeod said it, and like Brown's up to thirty-seven games now, right? Since he last scored. Now, obviously, only in Edmonton is nineteen, no. but there's the four of the year before. Then you go back to another fourteen or fifteen, whatever it is, in uh, sixteen, maybe even in uh, in Ottawa. So. That's a long – and I don't care what the player says, it wears on you. Yeah. 100%. Well, he
0: was relieved when it went in. Oh, yeah. Didn't count. But you could tell that he was like, thank God.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, he said it afterwards. Like, it's at the point now where all you can do is laugh about it because getting mad isn't going to help him. But, like, they play Chicago tomorrow. And if there was ever a team that's leaking goals, they've lost six in a row, the orders are running. I'll say if the orders get up by three or four goals Al, I am pumping Connor Brown if I'm Chris Knobloch. And I'm just going to, now he's already playing with Dry Settle. I might, I might even put him on the first unit power play with
0: McDavid and Dry Settle in right. the hopes of trying to get him a goal. Yeah, and that's fair. What's coming up on the show?
1: Uh, we got lots coming up uh, today, actually. we uh, Another month of giving uh, package uh, we will have. Uh, for uh, order fans, this is our first real hockey one, so that comes up today. Uh, also, uh, Andy Petrello, lots going on in the uh, in the soccer world. Al, uh, uh, some Christine Sinclair stuff to uh, to get to. Uh, I guess we'll mourn for Blue Jay fans. Uh, no Shohei Ohtani, um, as that uh, became official on the weekend. Not not a major surprise, I guess, in a sense, because everybody always thought it was going to be L.A. But disappointing for sure. And um, we will uh, we'll look at the Edmonton Orders. Al Evan Bouchard has a chance to uh, move into second place. Uh, ever on the uh point street by defense but now he's got to get to 28 games to tie coffee that's pretty hard to do but yeah. coffee had four at 11 games and uh, bouchard's already there at 11 yeah. and uh we are also going to be uh connor's go- oh, we're going to go to detroit because it was a crazy weekend for the red wings good and bad was, yeah, right was. like larkin gets ko'd on a play that didn't even look that crazy it didn't but then you have like i am so tired of the hits from behind yeah. in the nhl it's a joke So we'll talk about that. David Perron, who's never been suspended, loses his marbles. Yes. So, uh, yeah, there's lots to talk about around the league.
0: Yeah, look forward to it. Thank you, Jason.